Hi, I'm Delene Allen, the networking queen. I love to connect people. There is nothing more wonderful than the human connection, the connection that can lead to incredible things, to love, to business, to make our lives just so much richer, meeting and connecting on a deeper level than, hi, here's my business card but making those human connections that can take you to magical places. Stay tuned for network equals net worth. I wanna hear your stories. I wanna share your stories. Here. So good day, Delene Allen, podcast network equals net worth. I cannot wait to introduce you to Marianne Marion. If you look at Marianne's career choices, you will notice a common thread. In each, she has made her mark helping others improve their finances. Marianne has been working in the financial industry for the past three decades in varying in various capacities from help, helping individuals create, help, create healthy finances to coaching entrepreneurs on ways to increase their income. She has been a guest speaker to various groups and organizations on the top of money management and regularly gives advice to government employees nearing retirement as part of a retirement planning workshop. She previously had a call-in show on News 95.7 and more recently created a show called Money Matters on 88.7 Cove FM, which airs every Thursday evening from seven to eight. You can also find her on social media under her alternative title, Dr. Debt, and you put the fine back in people's finances, Marianne, I love it. And if there's one thing that I've always admired about Marianne, Marianne, is she is a connector. So tell us how that all began. Hi, Daylene. Well, yes. Okay. Well, first of all, thank you so much for, um, for having me here. This is great. Any conversation with you is a good one. So I appreciate the opportunity. And uh, so you know, basically that began with my introduction uh, to BNI. And so many, many, many moons ago, I was, um, you know, working a job and just kind of getting introduced to the business community. And a friend of mine invited me to a networking event and a networking meeting. And that was my first exposure to BNI. And I sat down at the table and were all these people and they were talking about how to help each other. And I just really loved that um, energy and that vibe. And it just felt really comfortable. And, you know, that's where I started looking at, you know, what can I do to help promote myself in my company? And, um, and I love the idea of how can I help others? And it just kind of blossomed from there. But this was born into you, wasn't it, Marianne? This, this came from, from the day you popped out of the womb, didn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's why it felt comfortable, just because it was so comfortable for me. Um, I come from a large family. We're a very close family. There's eight children. I'm the youngest. And um, mom and dad were always very much into the community, socializing. And they also, my mother also had large families. So we always had, you know, aunts and uncles around and invited to the house. They were very musical. So there's a lot of music. But I think the thing that really stands out for me is my dad. Uh, he was, he um, owned his own service station. And so he would repair people's vehicles. And he would often bring people to the house that were waiting for their cars to be done. He also operated a tow truck. And so he towed the car there, they would come to the house and they would make phone calls to be picked up and wait. And, you know, mom would give them tea and, and cookies or whatever sweet she happened to have. There was always sweets. 
and uh, or they stay for dinner or sometimes supper. And so, you know, our host was always an open place. Um, and for all of the kids' friends, it was just an open place for people to come. And it was always comfortable and there was always a lot of social socialization happening. Excellent. Well, and really having an entrepreneur for a parent, huge, because you really understand what it takes to earn an income, don't you? Yeah. And I don't think I ever realized that until, you know, later on in life when I kind of step back. Because as I said, when I was introduced to networking, um, I was an employee and uh, I didn't realize how much entrepreneurial spirit I had within me. And at some point I kind of looked at it and I realized that my dad, of course, because he was self-employed and even, you know, they owned a store prior to that and my mom worked in it. And then I looked at my family. And even today, if I look at the eight kids, um, I think one, two, you know, two have traditional jobs and did for most of their career, but the others have all been self-employed in some way, shape or form. And, and even to this day, most of them are kind of running their own business or they work for someone and they're doing something on the side that's entrepreneurial. Yeah. And, and again, what, what impressed me when you told me the story about your dad inviting people over for tea or whatever, they, they weren't just a customer, they were part of your community. And so learning connections like that and being good to people means that good things are going to, you know, what goes around comes around. That's the other part. I love your positive attitude. So who was the person who set you on the path to realize you were here to make connections. Oh, yeah. So a very good friend of mine today, uh, Melody Joy. It's not a great name, Melody Joy. It suits her so well. Uh, so, and I met her because she was working for a magazine and she came to where I worked and was selling advertising. And so that was our initial connection. And, uh, and then, as I said, she had invited me to a BNI meeting and I got involved shortly after that. But I really remember her taking me to the first networking event I ever attended. It was the Halifax Women's Network. And that would have been back in the late 90s. And I remember walking into the room and being completely terrified of what I was going to do with this networking event. And I kind of attached myself to her hip and, you know, followed her throughout the night. And I kind of took that experience with me for a very long time. Um, because I would go to networking events as I was getting more used to it. And there'd always be that little bit of fear. And, but I would, you know, one of our favorite phrases of the time was feel the fear and do it anyway. And I would. And then I started talking to people. And then I realized that I could connect people. And then I went to networking events, not looking for what I could get out of them, but I went looking for what could I give. And once I did that, everything shifted it became, the pressure was off, it became more fun, I made better connections. I mean, as a natural result, I got things in return, but it, that, you know, you, you kind of have to find your, your groove that really fits who you are and what works for you, and that's what happened to me. Excellent, and so givers gain, same thing, by the sounds of things, with the type of parents and family you grew up in, having family means that you do care about people. You want to wring their necks sometimes, but still, I think that brings out the love in us and sharing it sure makes a difference. But what a great thing that you did come to the, you know, to the forefront of your mind is I'm going to go in and see who I can help. And just like you said, suddenly, when you're more concerned about who you're in front of than you are about yourself, everything becomes easier, doesn't it? Yeah. And when you ask people about themselves, a few things happen. I mean, it, it takes the pressure off you because you're talking with them. It's fascinating. I love hearing people's stories. 
you learn so much about them. It builds rapport because you always identify things that are, you know, some commonality or something that's, you know, below the, the surface of what they do for a business. Um, and it just kind of naturally builds and grows and flourishes from there. Yeah. And when you look for the human connection before the business connection, I always say, find out what the person's really like. Because if you find out what they're really like, then you'll know whether or not you want to do business with them. And if you get talking to them enough and listening, then you'll find the, the segue to see if there is an alliance there. So I think that that's the other thing that even though you've been an on, uh, you have the entrepreneurial spirit, but certainly tell us about after BNI, how you looked at your, your full-time employment, working for somebody else differently. Yeah. So, um, so I was an employee and then I was, I was once I kind of get into this networking and entrepreneurship, I always say I was bit by the entrepreneurial bug and I did that for a few years. And then um, my old boss approached me and he invited me for coffee. And I knew he was going to offer me a job. So I went to politely refuse. And that was 12 years ago, 15 years ago. Um, so I did decide to go back. Now, the interesting things I went back to. So I worked for 10 years in the bankruptcy industry. And I got very bored. And I remember going to work. And, you know, I, I was just bored. I wasn't enjoying it. I was in a nine by nine office. There were no windows. You know, I had a picture of the ocean on my wall. And that was like my sanctuary escape. And, uh, and then I left and I, I networked. And when I went, so I went back to the exact same career, but I went back a completely different person. I mean, I can't even believe it. It's been, that was 2005, so 15 years ago. Um, and I mean, I've loved every minute since then. I have complete job satisfaction. And I, and I really attribute that to the fact that I don't treat this as a job. To me, you know, it's a mini business. It's, it's my business. And, um, and I, I just, I love it. I enjoy it. And I brought that, how can I help people even beyond what I'm here to do? So, you know, sure, I have to help them have happier, healthier finances, but there's all kinds of other things going on in their life that they need. And I know how to connect them now and I know how, how to fill those. And that's very satisfying. Oh, and just to be that trusted resource for people and the fact that you can, especially let's say, because in, in your kind of an industry that it's hard enough to approach somebody to talk about finances, but certainly when they're in the middle of that, they need so many other things, don't they? They, they do. I mean, finances are the heart and soul of, you know, our, of our, our lives. And so if your finances are suffering, probably your relationships are, and probably your health is, and probably your job or your businesses and there's so many other things happening and if you just fix their finances you're leaving all these other things on the table that are not you know it's not a holistic approach and so I think it's a very holistic approach and try to make sure that the other things are addressed I don't address them that's not my expertise but I've built a network of others that I know like and trust and I and that's the key I trust with my, you know, clients and the people I deal with, I know that they're going to be treated well. I know that they're going to be taken care of. I know that they're going to be respected, and uh, and that's very important to me. Kathleen Lumsden is a lawyer at Scotia Law, operating in Burnside. She is part of an all-women firm, and her practice areas are real estate, wills, and probate law. She has been practicing since 2002 in HRM and have gained extensive experience during that time. Kathleen's legal services include purchases, sales, mortgages, migration, deeds, 
easements, co-ownership agreements, wills, power of attorney, medical directives, and helping people navigate the probate system. Kathleen is always happy to receive referrals in any of those areas. She loves to work with people who are new to the province and the country. There is so much that newcomers have to manage, and if Kathleen can make their experience acquiring a new home, getting used to living in Nova Scotia better, then that's what she loves to do. So please let me introduce you to Kathleen Lumsden from Scotia Law, Brownlow Avenue in Dartmouth, Kathleen at scotialawinc.com. One amazing lawyer for all of your legal needs. And now, now look at again, all, all that you've done. Marianne Marriott, when B and I first came to Canada, she ran it very successfully. Beautiful job for six or seven years. Yeah, seven yeah, years. Seven years. So tell us about the beginnings of BNI Canada, because that's so exciting. Because oh, we yeah. just celebrated 25 years. I know that was amazing to me. So um, I got involved with BNI, I think it was the second year that it was in Canada, it was in no other country. And, um, and so I, I was very fortunate to be able to go to various Canadian conferences. I even got to go to the US four times for the national conference, which is so exciting. I mean, the founder of BNI is just, Ivan Miser is just such a, a wonderful down to earth person and his wife who sadly passed recently, Elizabeth was just, you know, beautiful soul. And, uh, and, but they were family. And this is the thing that, that, you know, when I was introduced to BNI and I went to Toronto and I met the other people and, you know, went to the States, everybody in BNI was that, it was like an extension of my family. Everybody was that same caring, looking out for each other. Um, you know, I, we did a personality test at one point. We were all, I forget what they are, but whatever that one is, we were all you know, very accommodating and nice and friendly. We were, you know, 85% of us were that. <laughs> so, um, so that was wonderful. And then um, in the seven years, of course, we started going into new countries. And so I was there when we, you know, moved into the first country and the second. And I think when I left, we were in a handful, maybe six or so. And now we're in how many countries? 70, 70, 70 plus, And our mission is 100 by the end of the year. Wow. I mean, that's incredible. And just such a testament. So, you know, I love the people. I love the program. I love the leadership. And it was just such an honor to be there kind of at the beginning when it started to grow across the across the nations and just see it picked up. And again, it's such a testament to a program that works. It works across the borders. It works everywhere. And, um, you know, I, I just, I just think it's a really great system and it's just so, it's such a great resource to people who are wanting to grow their business, but even more than that, wanting to grow their skill set and, um, and really, um, you know, make relationships a big part of what they do. Exactly. And again, um, when we get to know, like, and trust people, that's the magic that happens. So because network equals net worth, which is the name of the podcast, and to me, our net worth is not all about money, although I rank it up with oxygen. To <laughs> me, that net worth is what we've just gone through in the year of COVID, the relationships that you have, the richness of what that does. And so give us some pointers, if you will, to somebody new to business. Uh, why it's important to develop a relationship. Oh my goodness. How do I even, yeah, summarize that. Um, I mean, it's so important. There's so many levels to it. And, you know, I, I think it's one of those, um, you know, long-term investments. It really 
compounds over time. It really builds over time. And I think that's where some people kind of lose sight is they just, they're meeting people, but they don't see the immediate benefit, but the benefits pay off down the road in so many ways. So, you know, one I talked about was that you now have uh, resources, people that you can refer to others, which makes you look very good in business. It makes others trust you. Um, you know, it just speaks volumes for how you care about your clients. You know, I'm a firm believer of nothing left on the table. So if someone comes to see me and they don't have a good hairdresser, you know, it has nothing to do with my business, but if that's a need they have and I can connect them to fill that, then that sits with them. You know, they're going to remember that, right? And I don't do it for that reason, but it's part of the, the return. So that's one aspect because you look, you know, it really amplifies your caring and your professionalism to your clients. Um, but it also benefits you throughout your entire life. So if I use the example of my life, I was an employee, then I met people, started networking, and then I decided to become an entrepreneur. Well, I leveraged those relationships to try my hand at various things, um, which was very important to kind of see what I wanted to do and not do. Um, I leveraged those to make the transition and leave my job to do something, to be successful while I was doing it. And then when I decided to go back into the you know, employment world, um, I used those resources to help get a business started from the ground floor up and to make transitions in my career that moved me along as I went. Just everything. It, it's just so important to you personally. Um, and it's an extension of importance to the people in your life in so many ways. Exactly. Well, and when you say back to prior to the learning to network and running BNI so successfully in Nova Scotia, that you were bored with that job, you come out, you get a different mindset, don't you? And then you've gone back in and you love every minute of what you do. How many people out there, if only that mindset would change a little, look what they could do with their jobs, right? Oh, so I so agree with that. And too many people treat their jobs just like that. But if you look at it as a of what you do and how you can bring yourself to your job and how you can act and benefit others that you reach through your job uh, it really does you know make your job something much more than just somewhere where you go part of the week well, yeah. most of the week actually yeah well and, and the personal satisfaction that you get from that but I also love what you said when you don't leave anything on the table how else can I help you that to me three things happen, which are wonderful. Win, 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 right? If that person is looking for something and you're able to, again, with somebody that you trust, refer them and the situation and the outcome is good, three people are happy, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Win, 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 right? Yeah. I love that with connection. Oh, and then the other thing to me that, that creates the value long-term and realizing that the relationships are the most valuable thing is when somebody says, and I love this because I know you get this all the time. Oh, I have a, I need something. Marianne, Marianne, I know who to call because I'm sure how many times a day does that happen? People call and say, yeah. 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 Even just on Facebook, you know, someone will message and, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm asking you first and I think, oh, wonderful. Cause here's an opportunity now for me to take my family, for example, and help connect them to someone I know I can trust. And I know that they're going to get the best service possible and they're going to be taken care of as opposed to them maybe reaching out to someone that isn't well-known. And just the difference that can make in the world if we all did a little more of that, right? 
Yeah. So, completely so, but also, Marianne, you have such diverse interests. That's the other part that I find so interesting about you. So, tell them, tell us about your uh, radio show. Yeah. So everything kind of spins off of really, I think, the same nucleus. Can use that word um, because I do really, you know, it is my passion to help people, and because my job isn't just my job, it extends into my personal life. And so I always want, you know, I, I'm a licensed insolvency trustee, previously known as bankruptcy trustee. And, you know, I help people solve their financial problems, but I also bring an element of financial literacy. And that's not really part of what I'm required to do in my job, but to me, that's very important. And so I look for ways to do that. So um, the, uh, I live in Hubbard's and we have a local radio station. And of course they reached out some time ago, I guess we're going on three and a half years now. And they were looking for people to do shows. And I had been on, as you said at the beginning, I'd been on uh, News 95.7 with um, Jordy Morgan. And we did a call-in show. So it was Ask Dr. Dent. And people, and this was under the company Healing Associates I worked for. And they would ask me a question and I would answer it, which was so much fun. So we explored how we could do that on this community radio show, but the infrastructure wasn't there. And so I thought, and I didn't want to just do music. So I said, well, how about if I play money-related songs and I'll bring in financial advice throughout. And that's what I started doing. And that's been working great. People really like it. Um, because it's a community radio station, it has that anonymity. So you don't have to, you know, worry about invading people's privacy with like a call in. And, uh, and that's what I do. So I just go on every Thursday night and I have a topic right now. It's, you know, last minute things you need to do for Christmas because we're 15 days out. Um, but prior to that, I did a four part series on frugal living and tips that you could do to be frugal, not cheap. And I made that distinction on the show. Um, so again, it's something it, I, I, can, I like to do it. I have fun doing it, but I'm bringing some information and value to our community and helping people hopefully avoid uh, financial um, issues that might arise. Well, and, and again, growing up in an entrepreneurial family, you likely understood more about finances just in what your parents were doing between the store and, and the auto uh, repair than most other, other children if parents are just an employee. But, but here's the other part. When are we going to start teaching this in schools? Oh, it... look, that has been the age-old question. And we actually looked into that years ago in another firm and approached the schools and tried to get in. I talked to other professionals and yeah, it's, it's been a hard sell, but um, so I think that's so important. And in fact, my 18-year-old uh, kid came to me and said, none of my friends know how to manage money. I'm sure that he didn't use that word. And, um, and he said, we're not taught it. And, you know, we, so when we're, when we're ready, will you help show us how to do that? And I mean, wow. that's just such a, a, you know, shows such a the symptom of, of not teaching this in school. You've got 18-year-olds ready to get jobs. And nobody has a clue how to do that. And yeah. I know that that listening to the kind of things that your sons have done entrepreneurial style, maybe you want to share a little bit of how you've taught them that. But also, I'm sure because of that, they're much better networkers. Yeah, I, I, one would think. I think they have my husband's um, introvertedness. <laughs> um, but yes, my so my oldest son, um, he I always give him ideas, and he took to this one. We used the jar method for money very early on. He was probably seven or eight years old, and they had an allowance, and he had four jars. And so one was savings, one was giving, one was spending, and one was goals. And so he would take his money and he divided into four jars, and he did that for years and uh, he would set a goal and he'd save the money and it was yeah it was really great to see him do that 
Um, he also ran a dog treat business for several years, going to the market, selling dog treats. So he did that for many years, obviously. COVID kind of hit that one a bit. Uh, my youngest son, um, he bought a, gum, a bubble gum machine off of uh, Kijiji. So it's one of those big old ones with the big round and it has a spiral that the bubble gums go through. And he put it in a local pizza shop and it was 25 cents per bubble gum. And he would go and collect the quarters from that and roll them. And, uh, and, and yeah, he had fun with that. And he got into um, buying and selling gold. And so he got a scale and gold testing stuff and he bought some gold and, you know, tested it and paid the person and then cashed it in. And so, yeah, so, so different things that they've tried throughout the years. And, you know, at this age, probably nothing's going to really stick, except that I'm hoping that that entrepreneurial aspect will stick and stay with them. Wow. That is absolutely amazing. So as, as we kind of come to a close here, if there were parting words that you could, first of all, thank you so much. And thank you for sharing. And thank you for all the amazing things that you do with Insolvency Trustee. It's just so comforting to, to know that people can get help during stressful times to somebody that doesn't judge, that somebody who is so kind and compassionate just again, if anybody out here that's listening is having financial, reach out to, to one of these wonderful people, especially Marianne Marriott though, and talk, have a talk, right? It's free to talk, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, so tips yeah. on networking. Yeah, so, you know, really just talk to people, you know, get out of your comfort zone, just do it, just talk to people, make it about them, don't make it about you and, uh, and, and find your groove. You know, you don't have to follow someone else's way of doing it, you're going to find what works for you. But you know, ultimately, just make connections, get to know people. And here's the other piece, which I think is really important, you need to create some kind of a follow up system. So it's not enough just to go and meet someone and then never talk to them again. Um, you want to make sure you know, you either if you collect business cards, you have a system or you use a program. I really love BNI's BCP, um, which I've used over the years in different ways, which is visibility, credibility, profitability. And so what I would do when I'd make a connection first time, visibility, you were just visible. Credibility means you've done something to build a relationship. So as we went to coffee, um, interacted a few times, something else happened, then I would put them in the credibility category. And then when they became someone that I would either refer to or they would refer to me, then I moved them to profitability. And I just thought that was a really great way to move your connections and to remind you, you know, I want to, I want to um, put some attention on those that I have visibility with so I can build credibility. You won't build credibility with all of them. They won't all be a match for you, but some will naturally move there and some will need a little effort. And then those you have credibility with, making sure you do the next steps so that you can, you know, be in front of each other, get in a business referral group together, have lunch once a month, whatever you need to do to make that a mutually beneficial relationship. Phenomenal. Thank you so much. Delene Allen, network equals net worth. Everybody's got a story to tell, but more important, make a human connection first and develop that relationship. It'll take you far. Thanks so much for listening. What'd you like best about today's conversations and the connections that lead to miraculous outcomes? Leave a review. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to share your story too. So why not touch base with Delene Allen on Instagram and we'll keep the conversations going.